If you're a mom or a mom-to-be, then this episode is for you. I recorded this episode addressing it to the future version, the older version of my daughter who just turned five. And so as she was celebrating her birthday, I was reflecting on my journey as a mother. And so this episode is sharing my heart to her and to you as well. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. Motherhood brought out so many things in me that I didn't think I had. Things that probably been there all this while, come to think of it, but were amplified on level 100 once I became a mother on the night of September 11th, 2017. Overnight, I became a teacher. I became a psychologist. I became a prayer warrior. I became a personal finance enthusiast, an entrepreneur. I became all these things. Okay, maybe not quite overnight, but really and truly up until then, up until I became a mom, my only goal was to be a good doctor and a decent human being. But the night our daughter was born was the beginning of an evolution in me that is still ongoing. I believe that motherhood is an exercise in personal growth and personal development in and of itself because I am very aware that I have obviously a huge role to play in the quality of my children's lives, not just materially, but spiritually and emotionally. But no one ever really tells you how to be a mother. We're obviously encouraged to get married as soon as you're done for your first degree, and then you go on to do your second degree, and then we can talk marriage, and then the pressure is on. We're encouraged to get married, we're encouraged to have kids, we're encouraged to be successful, and then when all these things happen, we are pretty much left to figure it out on our own. And of course, because the landscape of life is always changing, not everything that worked for our parents in the past is relevant or even applicable now. I mean, we have social media to contend with. We have kids who have information at their fingertips who are smarter and they have a million questions which we know we have to give them an answer to that makes sense. We can't just give them the good old answer of, I'm your mother, I say so. Like that just doesn't fly anymore these days. We're also navigating an economy that looked very different 30 or 40 years ago when our parents were parenting. And so, yes, we can follow the example that they laid for us, especially if they have been really good examples, but not everything that we're contending with, they have experience with or they have answers to. Having said that, though, I think that there is advice that even 30 years from today, when 
My daughter, God willing, is navigating her own journey with motherhood. And so in this episode, I'm going to share some things that even though I wasn't told them explicitly, as I look at this list, I realize that these are things that were modeled to me by my own mother. So we never really had a sit down to say, you these are the things that you should do as a mother. These are the things that I advise and things are the things that you shouldn't do. We never really had that conversation. But interestingly, when I look at this list, these are things that have been modeled to me by my mother. And so I would say that God willing, when I have the opportunity to sit down with my daughter and talk to her about motherhood, already knowing the type of person that she is, she's a leader, right? She's an achiever. She likes to get things done. She likes to help people. She likes to help her brother. She likes to help me. And so already seeing that in her, I feel like I would want to have a sit down with her and talk to her and sharing these things that I have looking back, like looking at this list now that I have sort of taken on and taken in by watching my mother and how she has mothered my siblings and I. And so the first thing I would say to her is that you don't have to prove anything to anybody that already seeing how you have grown as a person, whatever you do, however you decide to navigate this motherhood thing is good enough, right? That yes, the blogs are going to tell, if they have blogs 30 years from now, who knows, (laughs) that the blogs are going to tell you that, yes, these are the milestones that your child should be hitting. And this is how many hours your child should be sleeping. And this is what your child should be wearing and eating and watching and not watching. And you're going to be bombarded with all that information, But understand that you don't have to prove anything to anyone, not even me as your mother, okay? Do your best and understand that your best is good enough. And in doing your best, understand that you don't have to be a martyr. You don't have to be a martyr in raising your children. Your children are watching you. They're watching how you conduct yourself. They're watching your habits. They're watching your routines. They're watching how you ask for help. They're watching how you say no, how you set boundaries. And that is going to be the biggest lesson that you're going to teach them. Nothing out of the psychology textbooks, nothing out of the mommy blogs. I'm not saying that these things aren't helpful. I'm just saying that don't use them as a benchmark to dictate how good of a mother you're being to your children. Remember that every child is unique. So what works for one child is not going to work for the next Um, And even though the experts might say that this is the way you should be doing things, understand that mothers have been mothering for centuries, (laughs) even before the internet ever existed. Even before we were able to pass information amongst ourselves so freely, people have been raising children successfully without these blogs and these milestones. So just because I've seen it cause so much stress, I've seen it cause so much anxiety, I've seen it cause so much guilt in the women that I work with. I want to let you know that you can release yourself from that pressure and trust your motherly instincts. Are you going to make mistakes? Yes. Yes. Of course, you're going to make mistakes. Of course, you're going to do things and make decisions that are going to end up hurting your kids. But remember that you used all the information you had access to to make the decision that you thought was best for the kids in that moment. Hindsight is always 2020. When you look back, of course, <laughs> the answer might be obvious, but in that moment, just know that the heart that you have for your kids 
was guiding you to the decision that you thought was best in that moment. Remember that failure is just feedback. It's data. Don't sit in the failure, the things, the mistakes that you have made, the things that have gone wrong. Don't sit in that and just allow it to stew and fester. Yes, it's going to feel disappointing. Yes, it's going to feel frustrating and sad. Yes, you might kick yourself in the butt a couple of times, but don't sit there. Look back and glean the lessons that are required for you to move forward. Failure is feedback. And don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't let that stop you from trying things. Don't let that stop you from doing things a little differently than everybody else. People might have expectations of you. Even I might have expectations of you. But remember that ultimately, I'm here to guide you. I trust you enough to know that even now I see at five years old, I see the wisdom that you have and I trust that it's going to grow and grow and grow over time. And I know that by the time you start your journey with motherhood, that the decisions that you make, things that you decide to do, the things that you decide to not do will be informed by that wisdom. And so, yes, I might speak up about my objections, about my opinions, but at the end of the day, trust yourself to know what is best for you and what is best for your family. The other thing I want to say is that value your friendships. Value your friendships. Value that sisterhood that you hopefully have cultivated by now because that connection is going to get you through so many tough times. It's going to get you through the difficulty with sleep training. It's going to get you through the difficulty with food sensitivities. It's going to get you through the challenges of trying to find the right school, trying to find the right activities to do, right? Having that core group of friends, and you don't need many friends, just a handful will do. People who want to see you win at this motherhood thing, people who will share resources with you, who will encourage you, who will share ideas with you and not in a way that makes you feel bad or like you're slacking off or you're not doing enough, but in a way that truly inspires you and encourages you. Be wise about the friends that you surround yourself with, especially as a mother, because if their kids become your friend's kids, that is a circle of influence that is going to ultimately determine how your kids respond to you when you ask them questions and when you ask them to do things. It might also determine their interests. So if you have a core group of friends who you can do life with, make sure that they're people who share the same values as you do, who are walking in the same kind of direction and on the same path as you are. Of course, have acquaintances in all sorts of different places, but when it comes to the friends that have a big say in the way you think, the way you act, the way you behave, the way you parent. Be very, very protective over that circle. Be wise about who you want in that circle and invest in those relationships and nurture those relationships. I know that you are tempted to try and control the outcome of everything, but understand that at the end of the day, you're only human. You're only human raising humans. And these humans have a personality of their own. They have a mind of their own. They have their own talents. They have their own purpose. And realize that their purpose might be very, very different from what you had imagined when you were talking to them as they were growing and developing and all those dreams and ideas that you had. Remember that their purpose could be very different from what you imagined when they first came into your life. 
and be okay with that. Accept that. Resist the urge to try and control the outcome of everything that you do and focus on what you can control, which is setting an example for them. Remember your habits, your routines, your systems, making sure that those are building you up because as they watch you do that, they're going to learn from that. Remember that your job is to guide them. And sometimes that will make them very upset with you, very angry with you, and very unhappy with you. But remember that your job is not to be their friend, so to speak. Yes, you're there to support them, but you're also there to correct them and to tell them the truth. And this can feel very difficult and very hard, but at the end of the day, that's your job. That's your job. That's your role is to help mold them into responsible functioning members of society. And that's not always fun and games. It's not always fun and games. Okay. So remember that, yes, that means saying no. That means not giving them everything that they want. That means focusing on what they need. And sometimes it might mean tough love too. It might mean being the quote unquote bad guy. And you have to be okay with that. People pleasing and motherhood do not go together. Okay. And so I'll stop there because I know that I have a lot to say, but I want to end with this. When you're thriving, your kids are thriving. When you're thriving physically, when you're thriving emotionally, when you're thriving financially, when you're thriving spiritually, your kids will thrive. And so, yes, there's a whole movement when it comes to self-care, But beyond getting your manicures and facials and sitting in a bubble bath, remember that self-care is much deeper. Figure out your values, figure out the things that fill you up, that light you up and invest in those things because when you are functioning at capacity, your kids will be functioning at capacity too. And so that is my message to my (laughs) five-year-old. for the future version of her. And I hope that for you too, it has been helpful. I I speak to a lot of moms. I'm surrounded by a lot of moms. I have a lot of moms in my practice. And a lot of the work that we do is getting them from a point where they are falling apart in all (laughs) aspects of their lives. They're falling apart to the point where they are giving themselves grace, where they are loving themselves, where they are enjoying the journey of motherhood and they are accepting Whatever that motherhood looks like, which is often very different from what the blogs and Instagram and Pinterest will like for us to think. Okay, so we've come to the end of this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. If you found it helpful, insightful, encouraging, please share with another mom in your life. And hopefully this also helps her to find some more joy in her motherhood journey as well. Until next time, remember that I'm fiercely advocating for your happiness. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Day, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.